Women have used sewing and other feminine coded means of creation as a way of expressing their voice for centuries. This is particularly poignant during the women's suffrage movement in the 1900s. Sewing allowed women to both gain financial autonomy and express their political beliefs. Sewing, specifically, has been used to form societies independent from their oppressors. Many anti-slavery sewing society chapters stitched clothing for runaway slaves. This form of protest and art was largely influenced by the socialized hierarchy of materials. Karis Fleschner, a craftivist and professor at Ames Community College in Colorado, attributes it to a long history of art and privilege. Though there's fine art and then there's craft, and I think it has to do with, you know, women weren't allowed in painting schools. Women weren't allowed in figure drawing, but they were expected to, you know, make the clothes, do a crustage samplers kind of thing. At the time, women were already creating clothing for their family or working in textile factories, so they started using these skills and materials they knew to advocate for themselves. This sentiment is incredibly common among craftivists. Beth Krensky, a University of Utah art professor, uses craftivism to make art more accessible. I'm trying to take things out of the high art world, so I know that that goes against some people's beliefs, but I'm very much into the democratization of what it means to be an artist and what the role of art can be. Early craftivists were mostly uneducated but skilled women, and their legacy is evidently passed on. Erin Coleman Serrano, a Westminster professor of art and communication, relates the importance of using these less elitist craft forms. So instead of painting and sculpture, which can be very elevated, like there is something very humble about cross-stitch and embroidery. And, and so for me, it turned into a process of subverting what was considered sort of the sanctioned act of craft. Even in somewhat recent years, art and the creation of art is relegated only to those who are professionally trained and work within this status system. This system was prevalent at the 1983 Whitney Biennial, a show hosted by the Whitney Museum of Art in New York. They opened it up and let in what were considered outsider artists, so people who hadn't come up through the hierarchy of the art world yet got trained with MFAs. The critics were so angry, they refused to cover it. Craftivism and feminine rebellion hasn't changed much in the last century. Craftivists still use any number of materials, ranging from yarn, thread, paper, and even their own hair. If you embroider your own hair into your artwork, kind of putting yourself on the line a little bit, and I think activism requires that you put yourself out on the line because of, you know it's an act of change, it's seeking some kind of revolution. For many, it's about reclaiming their personal power. You know, they were quilting not because it was an act of creating something beautiful, although that was the end result, but it was an act of appropriating or reappropriating materials that were hard to come by. The do-it-yourself nature of craftivism draws from fringe communities like punk, critiquing the systems of patriarchy, racism, and queerphobia. Like the riot girls of the 90s, women are using mediums to speak to them and introduce punk aesthetics into their craft. Good morning. It's sunrise here in Washington, D.C. I'm at the Capitol Mall where the Names Project AIDS quilt is to be unveiled. Each panel of this huge... Along with the rise of domestic crafts in the punk activist scene, craftivism also has space in the queer community. The most notable piece to date is the AIDS quilt, a 54-ton patchwork blanket displaying panels of those who have been lost. The AIDS memorial quilt is a continuous source of inspiration and social education a physical memorial for the more than 110,000 people featured on the tapestry. 
craftivism had social relevance then and it's still used in mainstream political activism now. In 2017, activists flooded women's marches with pink hats, coined pussy hats, to demonstrate their support for women's rights. This simple act of solidarity has become a global signifier of the movement. On a much smaller scale, craft has become more important to individuals as a positive outlet. Fleshner says that the art classes she teaches have filled up exponentially after the pandemic. I feel like something shifted where people, more people see the value in like making things by hand and slowing down and creating. For Coleman Serrano, craft is her own personal form of rebellion. Well, the act of crafting is just visualizing that narrative. And I think it can be very transformative. It's like it's reclaiming something and or claiming something like <laughs> um, claiming space and carving out that space by those tiny little stitches.